Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Amplify Your Business. Today, I am talking to Ryan Brown. He is a partner and past sales manager. We'll get into why there's a past in that title uh, in a few moments of Integrity Waste Solutions. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks for having me. So, Ryan, I'm really excited to get into your story because, like I hinted there, in terms of the past uh, a, a title, I guess, is that you're stepping away from the business or recently have stepped away from the business, still a partner, but you're trying to discover what the future might hold for Ryan. And so you're on the hunt for your next adventure, basically. In I am, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and that sounds really, really interesting. And I can't wait to get into that part of it. Before we do that, though, I want to uh, see what you have in terms of advice for existing entrepreneurs. So you've been at this for a while. What would you say are three things that every entrepreneur needs to know in order to have a successful business? Um, I, thanks for the question, by the way. And, and again, having me on the show. Um, I'm quite excited because, as I mentioned, this is my first podcast ever. So it's fun. Um, and I did think about this a lot. One of the things was, I think, um, uh, explaining, explaining to new, uh, new entrepreneurs that I think passion comes first. You, you have to believe in what you're doing and you have to have a strong passion for it. Uh, I, you know, I believe that there will be hard times. I think that they're never unavoidable in a business and, um, it's that yeah. passion that will carry you through and, and your dedication to something that's, um, you know, maybe a little greater than yourself and that you, you believe you're really doing good work whatever field or product or service that you provide. So yep. that's, that, that's typically uh, the, the biggest one for me. Um, I think the, uh, the, the next one is to, um, um, to, to, uh, to, to, to hire good people that mm -hmm. have different skill sets than you. Uh, it, it, you know, even the most well-rounded person, I believe, has has gaps in, in, in their skill sets. I mean, there's too many skills out there these days to be good at everything. And, uh, to, you know, the mistake I've made the mistake of hiring myself a few times over and realizing that that, that doesn't solve my problems. I need other people that have, that have skill sets. So if you're looking yeah. for partners, get partners who have different skill sets. If you're looking to hire, hire different skill sets so that you can cover those cover those gaps that you you might not want to do or those tasks or some of those things that you just don't don't, don't enjoy doing so and someone else would do it better yeah okay. and uh the last one actually is um i uh, i've always been privileged in, in enjoying all the people i work with and um, part of that's me being relatable and, and other people being relatable i think but um we spend more time with the people we work with than we do with our families quite often. And uh, one of the things about um, uh, that I've been lucky throughout my career is I've always had great people to go do work with. And, and um, uh, that has always uh, really made myself enjoy uh, just going to the office and knowing there's, there's staff that I get to share stories and hear stories about them and those type of things and, and create yeah. a, a family at work, which is um, how I is the atmosphere I prefer to work in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a lot better. And like you said, you spend so much time, usually more than with your, what you do with your family, with the workers that you're working with. And so, uh, yeah, it's important to be able to like who you go to work with for sure. And, and, and as an owner, I mean, you obviously get to set that tone and you get to hire those people in and stuff. And so, so it's nice to be able to influence that. The, I'd like to go back to your second point there, just in terms of like surrounding yourself with the right people, because what people maybe don't know is that the current company, I think you said there's six partners in this current company, Integrity Waste Solutions. That's right? correct. Yes. 
Yeah. And so uh, this uh, partnership group or ownership group, you've known each other for quite some time, it sounded like. And so you definitely knew what the skills were of everybody coming in and, and how you're going to be working together. Is that right? Uh, well, the first time around, uh, we were still quite young. We were 24 with Evergreen. And I said there was three partners and, and one of them was my wife. And I, uh, I was lucky to be there from the beginning. And uh, yeah, so at, at the beginning, no. And so, but because um, we didn't realize, I didn't realize how important this point would be to me early on in my career. Um, and some of us have filtered to, you know, we gravitated towards things. So I did gravitate towards sales. And, uh, you know, we all, uh, we, you know, we had four, we had four people there alone that needed to fill different roles. So it made life a lot easier as opposed to a, a partnership of two or, or, or a single proprietor. But yep. um, yes, now a second time around, since we've set up integrity in the last three years, um, we, we, we knew where skill sets were and who to put in one place. And um, um, it, it's been extremely effective for the business to grow in the market. Yeah. Yeah. And so for those who don't know the backstory, you were involved in another waste management company beforehand. And so then this was a company then that was created after the non-competes and so on ended for the uh, people who are working in that business. And so you, you created a similar business, it sounds like, right? Um, yes, and that's correct. So then the, the, the full partnership group then, the six of you, were you all past um, you know, partners and employees um, involved in the previous company, or were uh, there new people that you brought into that partnership group? Uh, four of us were, we knew each other prior. We were um, anywhere we had met from junior high for some of them to, uh, to uh, college and university. And then uh, two of the partners uh, actually were hired as operations managers who um, um, even at our old business Evergreen grew into um, owners of, of other waste companies. And then when we, we, we got together to, to, um, to, to, uh, to do integrity, um, it, there was at least 10 years of history with everybody um, yeah. along there. Yeah, all the way up to what would now be uh, 25 to maybe creeping up on 30. I'm dating myself now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, which is really interesting as well is that, um, you know, there's a, a lot of people will say, don't start a business or get in a business with a friend, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so it sounds though, like there's some deep uh, connections there dating back in some cases to junior high, like you said, but it, it sounds like a lot of the people at the table uh, were friends before you became partners. And so um, how do you guys navigate through that? I guess, because that can be a challenge in some other partnerships, for sure. Yeah, um, I, I think some of our success, and I have thought of this, is we, we've really um, compartmentalized. Well, we haven't compartmentalized the business, but for the partners, what, what facets of the business or divisions you're responsible for, uh, those are yours to, to, um, to, to manage day to day. Um, you know, the, obviously the ownership group meets once a week and once a month and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, we're always uh, getting input from the group. Um, and we take our input and we discuss all decisions and then we, we go from there. But day to day, though, you know, our CEO is, is uh, Lorenzo Donini. He is handling um, managing all divisions. He's very hands on. So, you know, he'll he'll be going where he thinks he needs to go. And then the divisions that are managed by the partners are theirs to are theirs to theirs to own. And, and, and during day to day, you know, there's discussions about things. But uh, it's compartmentalized enough that, you know, we're, we're, we're able to work together in that sort of system. And that, that's worked really well, particularly because um, everybody is friends 
and there's an important relationship there that's you know trying to foster a professional and a working relationship doesn't always go as smoothly as you may think (laughs) and we know the pitfalls where people have said don't uh don't get uh, don't 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 do business with friends because there is a there is a potential to end you know end the relationship over over issues. But for us, it's also been a strength, and and that's been our formula for um, for uh, for for us to be able to, to to work really well together. Yeah, and I and I think that's the key, right? Is when it does work well, if you set things up correctly, it works really well because you have a different level of understanding, a different level of comfort, a different ability to have those difficult conversations potentially as well than what you would in a in a situation where you don't have that personal connection or that back history. So uh, when it works well, it's really great, I think. It does. Um, it, it does really work well. And um, there are those strengths there of, of of really having a lot of trust and investment just beyond a business partner. Um, yeah. There are those ad- advantages, absolutely. Okay. So for those people who don't know what Integrity Waste Solutions is all about, what kind of services you guys provide over there, can you share with us a little bit about the company? Absolutely. Uh, we like to start with the name Integrity. The industry, um, because of the contracts, and the, they're quite heavily weighted towards the service provider. Um, mm. There's been um, there's been some disgruntled um, customers, and I think the industry as a whole who um, haven't have not enjoyed being locked into contracts. And although they they do place value in keeping prices down, and, and we do them as well too. Integrity is is about trying to bring some honesty and upfront uh, upfront back to the to the industry and customers. Uh, the, the Edmonton market, as an example, when you look at some of the larger companies and, and um, you know, they, they look to get 17 to 22 percent price increase and they give those every year. And, and a customer contract is, is sort of stopping those things. So we uh, our approach is to, to provide all costs right up front instead mm-hmm. of, you know, a, a price that's below cost on year one. And then, you know, you just year two and three and you really see the prices get out of out of control. So it increases our sales. Um, our sales process, but it is one thing we definitely do try to do differently. Mm, and um, it's been, it's been well received in the market over the last three years. Yeah. And, and so just uh, to summarize the services though, so it's your typical waste management, right? So yeah. uh, you guys come and pick up the big bins from, um, you know, construction sites or industrial sites. And you also do, you, there's some residential that you do as well, I believe, right? Is that correct? That's that's correct. Yes, our our our, um, our three collection services are um, um, residential, and we've uh, we've managed to grab a number of contracts that uh, all have started, except for a couple. Um, Drayton Valley's come on this year. Cam Roses uh, come on this year. Um, uh, Fort Saskatchewan is going to come on this year. So there's been, there's been a number of uh, there's been large growth in in that area we do commercial which is the front load as i said you know that the ones where the forks come down the front and they pick yeah. it up put it down and leave that that's front load and that's sort of medium-sized bins where it's a residential small and then there's the big construction bins that people get which we call roll-off and the reason why i call them roll-off is they roll right off the back of the truck so so those are the three segments yeah it, um yeah. our infrastructure in the background is um is uh, we have a lot, not just for ourselves, but we work closely with a lot of waste companies as well too, which has been a little um, less traditional in our market. Usually, guys have stuck to themselves and only done work. But uh, the landfills around Edmonton have closed. Edmonton's waste management facility is is um, the, the it's not a landfill anymore. It's it's a processing facility and a transfer station. And now, 
um, all the waste in Edmonton gets transferred out to landfills that are an hour, two and a half out of town. So we built two stations in town here, um, the east and the west, where, where other guys and ourselves offload and we load up larger trucks, 53 foot trailers. And when, then we take very large loads to the dumps outside of town. So, so we, we process, uh, quite a, a large amount in, in the summer. Our peak volumes are, are very, very high. It's, it's tens of thousands of tons. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so you're, you, you have the trucks, but you also have the processing facilities. And so it's a, a little bit of a more integrated model that you have then. That's correct. Yeah. So we, um, we, we, there, there's um, a lot of infrastructure on the backside that can help us be more competitive for customers. And, and we use yeah. that as a tool for cost control because our industry, as we said, the, the price fluctuations are all over the place. And, and going back to the integrity, I mean, we just really want to, to we do our best in, in a, a cost fluctuation market that, that really does have highs and lows. And we're subject to things that are outside of our control. Um, but we really focus hard on on that cost control to give our customers confidence that when they enter a contract, it's not going to hurt at the end of, at the end of it. So. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, that's the the best way to run a business is with that integrity and and having a model that really sets you guys apart from what the industry norms are is really great. And uh, I want to you know dig a little bit deeper into the area of integrity, but also innovation. So. Mm -hmm. You guys, um, in the past uh, company that you're with, and, and as well as this one that now, currently, um, it sounds like you've had quite an innovative, I, I guess, uh, story to the way that you've approached the industry. Um, and I'm curious, how do you cultivate that innovative culture within the business? Because there's a lot of businesses out there that, you know, that for better or for, for worse, they're they're just trudging along the same old, same old, right? They're not mm -hmm. disrupting the marketplace. But you were sharing with me before we hit the record button that you guys have done some significant disruptions. And so how do you cultivate that within within your workforce? Well, here I have to give credit to our CEO and my good friend, Lorenzo Dini. He's a, he's a powerhouse in driving projects and um his, his his ability to multitask and, and and be that leader and identifying you know where we can go and how we do it um he's got quite a quite a talent for for sizing the market up that way and even beyond myself and uh so um it, it, it's uh it, he's he's always been one of the drivers of that i, I think i mentioned briefly my, my background was in mechanical engineering so i get to assist with that getting into the old business evergreen ecological services um there was an opportunity because we had built and retrofitted our recycling plant. Uh, you know, we built it and, and, and did about three or four expansions onto it. And then it was time we grabbed more and more uh, municipal contracts that we did need a bigger, a larger facility. And it was Lorenzo's idea that what if we, what if we, we took it to the next level and it didn't just do recycling, but it was programmable to sort uh, leads, which is construction bins. You know, usually those are segregated on site with, you can have up to 10 bins, whereas, if a plan is able to sort it for you and give you your reports, you get your tax credits. There, there was um, we saw an opportunity there to really uh, mm -hmm. gain a lot of customers in the market and sort of um, make that process uh, a lot more streamlined and manage it for them as well too. So if you can take some of that um, administration work off of them, it was very, uh, very lucrative. Um, the plant would also take any uh, misappropriated organics out. And as I said, you could also run it as a, what we call a dirty murk. You run the, you run, you can run waste over it and misappropriate organics or recycling can be pulled out as well too. 
Hmm. So it was, um, it was not without its challenges. Um, you know, we were the first ones to have this, uh, this type of plant in Canada. And um, it definitely took a few retrofits because you, you give your you give your best guess, but um, when you're doing something new, obviously there's going to be adjustments along the way. So, um, yeah, but yeah. definitely one of the feathers in our hats for for really bringing um, something unique to the marketplace. Yeah. So I, I'm really curious about your story uh, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs <laughs> who listen to the show who have started businesses and and you know after a number of years it becomes you know somewhat stale or routine right um right, and they're yeah. looking for something uh, a change uh, something that they can maybe uh reinvigorate themselves uh, with right <laughs> uh and get that excitement back now i understand that uh, very recently you're you've stepped away from the business from the operations side of things and you're still a partner but yep. you're looking for something else so walk me through I guess how challenging that decision was to step away and try to find a new uh, challenge, I guess, versus uh, you know staying within the business and trying to find um, some new ways to challenge yourself there. Yeah, I think some of it goes back to my schooling and my passion of uh, mechanical engineering, and uh, I really enjoyed doing those sort of stuff and uh, those sort of things. And um, if we were to over the the last two businesses. You would always be able to tell where I had to scratch that itch. And we, one of the things we built for the last business was I built a, just a, a really inexpensive CNC plasma cutter so we could cut parts uh, for our trucks. And you know, we were able to do that and make these things for the, for the working parts of the truck, not the, not the tractor part. Uh, we were able to, to, to make parts less expensive and quickly than we could get them, usually from manufacturers. So I had always been trying to keep those skills up and dabbling, dabbling into that. Um, at the same time, uh, I really, sales has always been my ultimate passion um, while working. And um, I, I think there's uh, now in my calls, that there's not much new to see. And uh, there's not a lot of new challenges as far as what we do for the customer. So uh, those coupled with the fact that we just have a phenomenal um, ownership group that can get along without me and they would do it quite well. So uh, I was, I wanted to, I wanted to um change it up a bit and uh, sort of sort of try business from a from a different market so any i guess irons in the fire right now in terms or ideas in terms of what you're going to do next or are you still at that stage of just discovery still at discovery um you know the sky's the limit so I, my wife made me start a list of things you know that, and, and no matter how wild the deal I've uh, been dabbling with VR lately, <laughs> and you know, and now I'm sort of thinking, you know, what's the can I market this enough for a business or that sort of stuff? Uh, one of the things that we, we bought was my wife was kind enough to remind me that I put on a little weight since our uh, since last year, and uh, <laughs> she was talking about getting me. Uh, I have a rolling machine, but it's been a little tough on my knees. So she was talking about a Peloton bike, and I, I thought, yeah, it's kind of fun, but um, there's actually uh, something called an omnidirectional treadmill. If you've ever seen, um, there's a movie called Ready Player One. Have you seen yeah. it by any chance? Yeah, yeah okay. totally. Uh, great movie. Yeah. yeah, you can buy everything in that movie now. You know, it's five years after. So we have a, I, I exercise the VR, I play a game. So, but you actually get to run around on the spot, turn, jump, and this thing tracks you. And you don't have to worry about it. You're stationary. You don't run on the wall. So I, I'm wondering if there's anything to do on that front because I, right now it's a hobby. It's really interesting. 
Um, yeah. You know, there's there's I've been looking for businesses to purchase in the oil and gas field. Um, I've come across a couple of guys, but it's it's way too early to to speculate on any anything right now. But um, again, I prior to my waste career, I was in that industry for about uh, eight years, and I, I really enjoyed the, the oil and gas and the fast pace of that as well too. Yeah. Yeah. And so with the success that you've had in the last couple uh, businesses that you've been involved with, um, I'd imagine there's a different way that you assess those opportunities now than what you would have, say, uh, you know, back when you were 24 uh, before you got involved with the first business. And so what, I guess, um, are the key criteria that you're looking at now when you're trying to determine Okay, is this something I'm going to jump into for my next yeah. venture? Uh, you know, I have a lot more considerations: uh, family, children. Uh, yeah. Now, as I as I move into the next phase, um, I, I do definitely. If, if, if even if I start a business, I, I do want to maintain a, a balanced lifestyle, and uh, I owe that to my family. So it, it'll be uh, nice. It was nice around to start integrity because we had we had one kick at the can and we uh, we uh, we did okay on the sale, but we had cash to start that business. So um, luckily, still in a position to uh, do that with another business as well too. And I'm I'm just uh, I'm just hoping to do my best to maintain our, our normal lifestyle. That's uh, so I enjoying myself not just for planning for the future, but now as well. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's so key, right? Because you work hard to get to where you're at right now and at some point you have to be able to you know like benefit from that you take <laughs> advantage correct, yeah. of the state yeah that you're in right so um i'm curious because you've had all this success what would success look like for the next venture like how do you know what you're really i guess going to try to achieve there what, what is success on the next go around what <laughs> I, uh, well, part of it is the answer I just gave a balanced lifestyle. Um, yeah. Again, I, I want, I'm I'm really keen on having a business um, with people that I'm invested in and are invested in me, and we have a relationship that's more than just working uh, to a degree, so that we can, uh, so that we all really enjoy. I really want people to come into work and enjoy themselves, and I'm I'm hoping to recreate that when I go do this on my own. So. That's yeah. that's another big one for me that really really makes me excited to go to work is just seeing what people are working on and and, and providing any assistance and, and having a good time. So, what do you think is going to be easier this next go around for you? <laughs> What's going to be easier? Probably nothing, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess you know, just fall back on past experience. Um, you know, entrepreneurs, I think one of the biggest challenges is keeping yourself in a positive mind frame. So, um, yeah, doing things, you know, balanced lifestyle, that's good for me. Exercise, that's, that's good for me. Um, and keeping that, that, that great outlook and, and excited about, um, being, being excited about what doing something new and, and enjoying it more this time around. You know, I know there's going to be long days. I know there's going to be bad times, but, um, you know, having experience to getting through them now, I mean, just, Smelling the roses a little more along the way, the way will be much more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm curious if you have any advice for anybody who is at this point where they're feeling like, yeah, maybe, maybe it is time for me as well. Um, like any advice on how to get to the decision or to navigate through that decision process, I guess. Um, is there um, anything you can share there? 
you know, I, I'd always recommend getting a mentor. Uh, I'm mm. the product of, of having so many great mentors, and I have not come across an entrepreneur who said I didn't have a mentor. So I think um, that experience is, um, is, is uh, that you can call on that is, is priceless. And um, to have to have someone's ear once in a while when you really have a difficult decision can, can, can provide some clarity that, um, that, uh, and avoid a mistake. And, and as we know, the, the mistakes are costly, especially during startups. So, so having, having someone experienced um, to do that and then remember to pay it forward. I think, uh, I think I'm on the tipping point now where I, mm. you know, say, uh, I'm, I might be looking in the next five or 10 years to do some mentorship and, and, and feel, uh, I feel I really have to pay back the great advice and help free help too, that I've gotten over the years so that, yeah. um, you know, the, the next group that's coming up can enjoy success. Yeah, that's great, man. I really, really appreciate that. I'm a big fan yeah. of paying it forward, helping others, right? It's just, uh, <laughs> you get so much out of it. It's incredible. So yeah, well, I, I really appreciate you sharing your story. Uh, you know, the journey you've been on and the journey yet to come. Uh, we're going to have to have <laughs> you back on the show uh, after you've uh, started up your next venture and, and really uh, touch base and see how that's been coming along. And, and I would, I would absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. What new challenges would be great. You yeah. Well, thank you very much, Ryan. I really appreciate you taking the time today. And um, if anybody wanted to connect with you, maybe they've got a venture that they need somebody with your kind of experience to hop in and really take it to the next level. Um, how would they get a hold of you? You know, I'm happy to provide my personal email. That's all I have right now. So it's uh, Rye, R-Y-E Brown at Outlook.com. So R-Y-E Brown at Outlook.com. Uh, yeah, if someone's if someone has an opportunity, I, I I never say no initially, and we always explore every opportunity until it's time to to, to run with it or shelf it. So yeah, 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 Great. sounds really good. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Ryan. I really appreciate it again. And for those of you who are listening, if you enjoyed this episode and want to check out some other entrepreneurial stories, head over to amplifyyourbusiness.ca. That's where you're going to find the archives, and you can listen to us <laughs> on all of your major podcasting platforms out there. So just search Amplify Your Business, and you're going to find us on you know Spotify, Apple, wherever. Until next time, everybody, have a prosperous day. Mm -hmm.